welcome to Day 225, Season 2, Shaped by the Word, the Drama of Scripture. We've been reading through the book of Nehemiah, and it's it's a rich book. We love the heart of Nehemiah for his people. But when we find Nehemiah, we find him uh, in the kingdom of Persia. Uh, He's part of the exile because of their uh, sin against God. The nation of Israel has been judged. Uh, The northern tribes have, have been wiped out. Benjamin and Judah have been taken into exile. And they've served in exile under, you know, captivity of the Babylonians and then the Medes and, and now the Persians. And King Cyrus is allowing them to go back to Jerusalem to, to rebuild, but it's a very beleaguered people. So under Ezra, they rebuild the temple, and under Nehemiah, they're rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. So as we come to chapter 6, uh, we come to continued opposition uh, as the people of Israel are rebuilding the wall. So as always, uh, before we read, we just offer ourselves in this moment uh, to the Lord, realizing that uh, we come to Scripture not just to learn about the Medes and the Persians and the Syrians and the Syrians and, and all of these names that are hard to pronounce. We, we come to see our heart, the heart and character of our God, and also to look deeply into our own hearts and to have our hearts transformed by him mm-hmm. through the reading of his scripture and the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Matt, you mind leading us in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do um, come to you asking that you would reveal yourself to us through your word. Father, thank you that you delight in doing so. You delight in those who are yours. And, and so, Father, would that... Um, would that be evident in this time? Would we be reminded of the delight that you do have um, in your people because of what Christ has done? Uh, Father, would you set our, our eyes and our affection in, on you? Uh, Father, would you speak to us at this time? Uh, thank you for um, this time together. Thank you for the, the technology that, that enables us to, to read together as your body. Uh, Father, would you grow us up in Christ Jesus? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And by the way, that was Matt Kresge and Paul Kemp. We're here with Katie Kresge and David Keefe <laughs> as well. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 6. Uh, when word came to send ballot Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors and the gates, send ballot and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time, Sinbalat sent his aide uh, to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which it was written. It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it's true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king and have appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king, so come, let us meet together. I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you're saying is happening. You're just making it up out of your head. And they were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. One day I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, the son of Mahadabel, who was shut in his home. He said, let us meet in the house of God inside the temple and let us close the temple doors because men are coming to kill you. By night they're coming to kill you. But I said, should a man like me run away? Or should someone like me go into the temple to save his life? I will not go. I realized that God had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. 
He had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this, and then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. Remember Tobiah and Sanballat, my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophet Noadiah and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Also in those days, the nobles of Judah were sending many letters to Tobiah, and replies from Tobiah kept coming to them. For many in Judah were under oath to him, since he was son-in-law to Shechaniah, son of Era, and his son Jehonan had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Berechiah. Moreover, they kept reporting to me his good deeds and then telling him what I said, until Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. After the wall had been built, I set the doors in place. The gatekeepers, the musicians, and the Levites were appointed. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hanani, along uh, with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity and feared God more than most people do. I said to them, the gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut the doors and bar them. Also appoint residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their post and some near their own houses. And so you have a perfect you know, picture of uh, what we often experience uh, just because we are dedicated to the causes of the Lord and putting great effort you know, in pursuing those causes. It doesn't mean that we will not face difficulty. And of course, in the rebuilding of the wall, they faced the incredible rubble you know, that was around them, but not only the rubble and the few workers you know, that they had to complete the project, but also uh, there were so many people that didn't want to see it you know, completed, you know, send Violet and type and uh, and St. Bellin and Tobiah mm-hmm. and Geshem, mm-hmm. as we're always reminded, the Arab. <laughs> and uh, none of them wanted to, you know, to see it completed, and they, they tried several tactics. But Nehemiah has a clear sense of calling and a clear sense of purpose. And again, you see what we've seen so much in the book of Nehemiah, that just these, you know, just these prayers in the moment mm-hmm. as he is facing you know, difficulty, distraction, intimidation, mm-hmm. uh, and even threats on his life. Mm-hmm. And so he not only prays for the workers, he prays for himself, and he also prays uh, against, his, you know, against his enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this episode to me is just a, a really good reminder of, you know, you're watching this unfold, you're seeing opposition, and even there's like two little phrases, you know, but they were scheming to harm me, but I prayed. You know, and, yeah. and just what do we do in the midst of opposition? What do we do in the midst of, you know, scheming? And, and we could even, you know, go further, just like the schemes of those around us that we don't even know there's, you know, the scheming around us that takes place, you know, Satan is, is scheming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what do we do in the midst of that opposition and that? And, and I think, you know, Nehemiah and you know, gives us a beautiful example of, you know, for me personally, my, my thing is initially to think, well, let me strengthen my hands. Let me go do this. But his first response mm-hmm. is to turn it to, you know, as we've seen time and time again, to turn to the Lord and begin praying. Strengthen and what, a beautiful, yeah, what a beautiful mm-hmm. prayer, strengthen the hands of, of, of the workers. And, and that is, you know, that is something, you know, that uh, you know, we ought to be praying. Of course, Paul reminds us that, uh, in the struggle, yep. you know, that we're ultimately engaged in. And we can we can kind of feel it around us. We can feel mm-hmm. cultural pressures and we can see, you know, hot tweets, you know, coming back and forth uh, and things like that, that our, our real, you know, our real enemy is not the people around us. Our real enemy is the one who is using him for his purposes. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why Paul would say our struggle is not really against flesh and blood, but against the powers and spiritual forces 
of evil in the heavenly realms. And so this is a picture of a, of a spiritual battle, mm. but we need to remember it's far deeper than just the human faces that we sometimes uh, put on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I just think it's um, so important to see because Nehemiah was dependent on the strength of the Lord, that people, the enemies were able in verse 16 to realize that this work had been done with the help of their God. And if, it, if Nehemiah had done what Matt just mentioned, we would all default to, which is our own strength, typically um, try, try to strengthen our own hands and, and write a message back from our own minds. Um, then that's not, that's, in the end, not God glorifying, but if when we're dependent on him and when we're constantly um, following his guidance, then in the end, peop- all people will see um, that, that God's hand was in yeah. it. And, it's beautiful. And, and that's the nice little irony in this passage uh, throughout uh, Sambalat and Tobiah and, and Geshem, you know, the Europe are trying to intimidate the workers. In the end, uh, the enemies are intimidated not because, you know, it's such a great wall or such a beautiful wall or even the fact, you know, that we, we really hadn't even commented on they did this in 52 days, yeah. less than two yeah. months, rebuilding the entire uh, wall of Jerusalem, you know, the concerted effort of God's people in working, working together. Uh, but they end up uh, being intimidated mm-hmm. because they see the hand of God at work mm-hmm. uh, in the people and they know that, you know, God's purposes, you know, cannot be thwarted. And even, you know, Jesus reminds us, we see it here, but you know, he was persecuted, he was mistreated, and he tells us the same is going to be true of us. It's going to happen to us. Um, and it's a theme that's all throughout the New Testament. As you're reading the epistles and seeing everything going on, we're seeing, you know, opposition and things happening. And, and so I love, you know, Nehemiah's prayer here, but it also reminds me of, of one of the Apostle Paul's prayers in, in Colossians 1, which he has numerous prayers all throughout his epistles, but in one of his prayers... I see it just runs so kind of parallel to what we're seeing here. He, you know, he says in the Colossians 1, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so you might have great endurance and patience that's right and then we see it happening here and we see that's the same for us today and uh, we hear that prayer and we you know fall in love with all of that power but the purpose of it is so that we may endure Mm -hmm. or or persevere Mm -hmm. uh, that we do have uh, we live in a world you know that's and of course you were talking about opposition you know all through the old testament it begins you know Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, in chapter three, yeah. and uh, you have the opposition of you know the seed of the woman or the, the the righteous seed, which is kind of a little loop you know that goes through entire scriptures, and the opposition of the un, unrighteous seed, and of course the very heart of that uh, is the opposition of the enemy himself, which uh, will one day one day be crushed mm-hmm. under the heel of the seed of woman. Yeah. Praise God. Uh, speaking to you know, speaking of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a in light of all this, I mean, what a great confidence we do have in the Lord, you know, and that, that irony you pointed out that, you know, the, the enemies, they see what had happened and they lost their self-confidence. Yeah. I mean, it's so fleeting, so temporary. And yet at times I think we lean into it so much of our own self-confidence thinking it's so yeah. solid and so firm. 
you know, and, and all of it. it says they began to realize this work had been done with the help of our God. Yeah. You know, and, and there it is. Where's the people of God's confidence? It's been in the Lord. It's been in his hand, his gracious hand. And as he strengthened their hand and they got the work done, you know, confidence continues. You see the confidence of the people of God and we'll continue to see it in Nehemiah. Yeah. But how fleeting our self-confidence is. And, and of course, that's, you know, what we really would love to see in, in, in the church of God and, and, and the church you know, of Christ that when people come in, they realize that the hand of God is at work, mm-hmm. you know, not just simply, you know, a clever, you know, worship set or well, you know, crafted sermon or, you know, nice, you know, children's classes and all of these things, what we want more than anything else. And none of those things count for anything. If our, if our God is not with us mm-hmm. uh, and we want to see, you know, what uh, Paul was telling the Corinthians people ought to see when they come into your service, mm-hmm. they ought to walk away convicted of, of their sin and, and have a picture of his righteousness and say, surely God uh, was in this place. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you uh, for those who've gone before us and have endured opposition. And of course, uh, we were reminded of Christ. Uh, and we thank you, Father, that you have given us the resources. We thank you for your gracious hand on us and the presence of your Holy Spirit in us. And, and Father, may the, the works that we do, even though we apply our hand to them in the same way these workers did, may it, may it be obvious to all that it's your hand that work in our lives, in our church, in our community, and in our families for your glory. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.